Father in heaven, we are grateful to thee, Lord. We're, we're thankful that we can be in thy house in this day. Lord, we're, we're thankful that even though we keep saying we're few in number as we were preparing for this Sunday morning, Lord, we weren't really sure who would be able to join us. And so we're thankful, Lord, that so many have been able to. We're thankful that even simple things like technology are working again so that those that are um, staying home and not feeling well or um, concerned to come out, Lord, can, can still watch um, via via the live stream. And so, again, Father, we're thankful for even these small blessings. We pray that thy spirit would minister to us in this day. Pray as we would look out at a new year before us, as we've done many, many times before, Lord, that our hearts and our minds could be focused on thy word to see anew what you have for us and, and, and how you would have us motivated and encouraged and, and directed for the, the days that lie before us. Again, Lord, we're thankful for this blessing. Pray that you'd watch over those who are not feeling well. Lord, we're thankful that so much of what we see doesn't seem to be COVID or any of those kind of things, but we, Lord, we do know, Lord, that there are many that are under the weather and that are, are not feeling well, and so we pray that you'd watch over and protect them. Pray that you'd be with those that are in quiet places in this day and, and remain there in isolation. Lord, pray that you would encourage them and strengthen them. And Father, make us mindful and move our feet to action as to how to be thy hands and feet to all those that would need thy love, Lord. And so as we look into your word now, we'll give thee thanks for in advance and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, actually, look like to look at two different scriptures today. Um, as you might imagine, the the thought that came to mind was how, how do we look at uh, a new year and, and what should our perspective be for, for a new year? And um, I'll be honest, going into 2021, I had relief. It was, and I think many of us would have said that, right? Like, so thankful to be done with 2020. And then we've gone through 2021 and it was like Groundhog Day. We did almost the same thing over and over again. But over the last couple of nights, I, I took some time um, to to try to reflect. And I know we, we say that, but I, I guess I'm not quite as organized, uh, maybe intentional is the right word, at doing that reflection. And for me, what I, what I thought to do was to go through some of my pictures from the last year. And I'm thankful that... Um, we have the technology that we carry a phone with us. We carry a camera with us everywhere we go. And a lot of the photos you take are silly. And especially when our photos in our family, they're all tied together. So any picture that's taken on Ashley's phone or on our iPads, like the kid's iPad, um, gets filed into my photo stream. It's frustrating on a Tuesday morning when you're looking for a project photo and you're scrolling through and all of a sudden it's pictures of feet and pictures of kids doing a video, uh, Ellie was doing a dog show with her stuffed animals for one, and it's 50 photos that are locked in here. And I'm like, guys, I, I'm yelling at my phone trying to find this picture. And it, but what, it's, what struck me is as I'm flip, flipping through was how blessed I have been, we have been in the last year. You know, we, Friday night we were trying to decide, was anybody going to be here? Um, a bunch of folks were waiting on tests to come back. We didn't know what was going on. You know, the internet is down. The stream isn't going to work. And I'm getting all wound up. 
And then that later that night, we, we didn't have a big uh, New Year's Eve party. We did it at home. But I was flipping through those photos and looking at a picnic that we had here over the summer and time that we were able to spend um, with, with the family in Ohio and just the different blessings that we've been able to experience. And what struck me was how my perspective in the moment affects what my expectation is for the future and how quickly these things can flip-flop. And what it said to me was, how am I supposed to look at 2022? How am I supposed to... What, what is God's desire for us as we seek to be used by Him in the coming year? And how, how can we be more effective? I. How can I be more effective in channeling my intentionality after what He would, he would have us to do? And so the, the thought... Two scriptures open, and interestingly, I'm just going to read the two scriptures um, back to back so you can kind of see why this was a bit of a confusion to me today. In Isaiah 43, just two verses in Isaiah 43, it's verses 18 and 19, and if any of you use the YouVersion uh, Bible app on your phone, this was the, the verses of the day yesterday. 40, uh, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. It says, Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, ye shall not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The perspective on this, or the background on this particular verse, verses, on these verses, is Isaiah prophesying, telling the, the children of Israel of the relief that's going to come, the redemption that's going to come. They're in Babylon, they're um, under persecution, they're uh, under occupation, they have been mistreated. Um, they, he's, he's telling them, forget about the past. Forget about all the pain of the past. God is going to make a way in the desert. He's going to make a way, a pathway for you out of this terrible situation. If you looked at the past year and had the mindset of what an awful year, this would be a great relief. This is what would, would be the encouragement to us, that we can, we can lay aside all the insanity that we've just experienced and press on to this new, beautiful redemption that the Lord's going to give us. The other passage is in uh, Philippians 3. You probably can recite this by word by word, or word for word. Philippians 3, starting with verse 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I, had, if that I may apprehend that which I also am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Backstory on that one, if you go back to the beginning of chapter 3, it's the Apostle Paul talking about how his uh, credentials as a Jew, his credentials as a teacher, his credentials as one who had followed the law and had taught it and had been the ultimate of Jewish leadership, giving his resume 
And then he gets to verse 12, well, verse 13, saying, setting all that stuff aside, setting all of my credentials aside, this one thing I do is I'm forgetting those things and reaching forward and pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Someone that had all the success, all the accomplishment, all of the right to claim his, i just use those words again, his accomplishments, says, I'm going to set that aside and press toward this singular focus of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'd venture to say the complete opposite emotion or perspective that we can read about in Isaiah. And so the, the question I was left with was how do these two things jive together? How, how, do, we, how do we rectify these two emotions? Um, dare I, I would dare to say that we probably both, we probably feel both of these things or both of these emotions at one time or another. And it's usually a product of what we have just uh, encountered or what we've just experienced. Go through a valley, go through a difficult time. You know what? We're really looking for the words in Isaiah saying that God is going to make a path in the desert. Forget the pain that you just experienced. God's going to make a path in the desert and he will lead you through it. And if we're coming off a real high moment, if we're coming off of great accomplishment, if 2021 was a phenomenal year for you, you know you need to press into the next year and, and, and seek to have success as well. But we would maybe look at it more in Paul's perspective to say that, you know what, I'm going to set that aside and I'm going to use that same motivation to seek for purpose and success and accomplishment in the year to come. But how do we rectify both pieces? I mean, if I look at both sides, just trying to, to see what the, the emotions of each one. In Isaiah, we're looking at you know, relief from oppression, comfort from pain, direction and confusion. And the result, the direction, the, the, the words that Isaiah gives them is almost on the tune of that song, he will make a, a way. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. But on the other side, Paul is talking about purpose. I have purpose for today. Not resting on my laurels, uh, but reaching forward. You know, it, it's a motivational speech that he's, that he's laying out for them. Strive, press, seek. It's good year, bad year scenario. But how do both of those things come back together? What struck me was continuing on a little bit in Philippians... In verse 15, it says, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything ye be anotherwise minded, God shall reveal it even, un, even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. This thought of minding the same thing, this, the, if you look at another um, translation, it talks about following a waypoint. Following a waypoint um, or directional buoys, marker buoys, if you're, if you're traveling through, through a river or something. Regardless of where we're coming from, regardless of what our past experience was, we still are minding the same thing. We're still to be pressing toward that same prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. The fact of the matter is, we need to trust God, be obedient to him, and follow with a laser focus 
his direction on those waypoints. What we bring as, a, as a, an experience or as a history to this particular moment is going to be the thing that may need to be one encouragement to our brother or sister. It may need to be experience that we share with them as to what we've just experienced, as to what we have just gone through or what we've learned. When it talks about forgetting these things, that's, that's the other part. You know, I, I would... I say I was, I was looking at those photos and saying, you know, how blessed am I? But the reason I was looking at the photos is because I was really looking back at a year that I thought was awful. And that, if, if you could look at, well, you can. You can look back at my year. That is the most hypocritical thing I could say. It's ridiculous for somebody who has lived the year that I've lived to look back and say it was a bad year. But yet, in that particular moment, in whatever moment it is that you look back into it and you see one little b- bad piece, it has a way of derailing the rest of the blessings, or the, the acknowledgement of the rest of the blessings that we've experienced. Being able to live a year, a day, as a child of God, to be able to live a year, a day, in His Spirit and having that purpose in our lives should overcome any incidental irritation that we might experience. Doesn't make it go away, doesn't make it go away, but should give us the understanding of what our perspective should be. If we go into chapter 4 of Philippians, I won't read the whole thing, but starting with verse 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. These are promises. We're, we're not, we'll keep reading in a second. But these are promises that Paul is, is, is describing to them. Be careful. Don't be overcome with care over anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And here's the promise. And the peace of God. If you do these things. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then here's the how-tos. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. It's, it's just so funny to me. I've got uh, friends at work that love a particular TV show. And they've told me, don't start watching this show until you're prepared to just binge watch it for a week. And I haven't, it's, I don't know that it's my kind of style show because they talk about how intense and negative the show is. And I said, there's plenty of intensity and negativity already in the world. I don't know that I need that. Me going to bed at night is, is hard enough watching something that's stressful, let alone or watching something that's fun. Sports stresses me out enough before I go to bed that I don't need some other show to add stress to my life. 
And it, it, this, the, this verse is the one that came to mind. Whatsoever things are good, true, honest, of a good report, think on these things. When, when Jesus was talking to his disciples and describing in John 16, he's describing how he's going away and, 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 and the comforter is going to come. All they had experienced in that, to, up to this point with Christ was, was standing there right next to him, being there watching him, learning from him, having him there that they could touch him, see him, smell him. Everything was tangible. And he says, I'm going to go away, and I'm going to come again, but the com- I'm going to send the comforter to be with you. And he was trying to, he, he not trying to, he very well described to them how much better it would be to have the Spirit there, to indwell them, to give them all of the experience that they had with Christ, but just not, not just as a sitting next to you, but indwelling. And yet they still weren't quite sure if that was going to work. They still weren't so sure that they could be comfortable with that. And us the same way sometimes, I think. Sometimes I think I, I forget and don't often enough acknowledge the absolute blessing that it is to have the spirits indwelling in my life. I mean, that sounds crazy. How, how, how can a believer say that? How can somebody who's been in the faith for 20 years, last September was, or last November was 20 years, and yet I can still say, as I walk this path, that there are times that I don't often enough, that I don't appreciate deeply enough the blessing and responsibility that I have as a child of God. It's, I'm not often enough thinking, often enough thinking on these things. And when I allow my mind and my heart and my uh, gather my distracted thought, was the verse we sang this morning, I'm not allowing my distracted thought to be gathered and focused about these spiritual things and allowing it to be overwhelmed with something else to the point where I'm that guy sitting in, in Isaiah saying, just give me relief. Just make a way in the desert. I don't live in the desert. The path of my life at this moment in time is not a desert. I'm blessed beyond measure. But my perspective in the moment is distracted by some other thing. And I have to be focused back upon these words. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. It's been many, many years since we heard Uncle Walter pray a prayer. But he always finished the prayer and with thanksgiving. Amen. How often am I bringing my thanks to God? Yes, certainly when I'm looking at pictures that are cute and encouraging and all those things. But in moments otherwise, the fact that we can be here today, the fact that we... You know, two days ago, the internet wasn't working, and we couldn't, we couldn't project or couldn't um, stream a service. The simple little things that I run too quickly over because, you know what, when I got up this morning, the doors on the, all of the doors on both vehicles were frozen shut, and the kids are yanking on them like crazy. I'm thinking, you're going to break the handles. The doors were frozen shut. It's not reason for me to be mad at my kids 
because I couldn't get it open either. And yet my reaction was to, what are you doing? So how do we change? How, how do I change? How, how do I refocus? How do we refocus our minds and our hearts to think on these things, to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus? And the first, very first thought that came to mind in reading in, in John as well is listening intently. Listening intently to the Spirit's moving and speaking in our lives. Listening intently to the Spirit speaking in my life and what the Spirit may be saying in your life as well. You know, we're, as with our kids, there's a lot of conversation that goes on at the dinner table. And, and we, we joke about it that, you know, um, well, yeah, I guess I'll, as we've traveled the last couple of months, we've, we've listened to uh, Farmer Boy, the Laurel Ingalls Wilder Farmer Boy book. And... I really enjoy it because I think it gives the kids a perspective of how easy they have it, for one. How they don't have to get up so early, they don't have to walk around in the snow and, and do all these chores. Um, but also, do you remember how, in, uh, how particular Mrs. Wilder was about, oh, excuse me, whatever Almanzo's name was. Anyway, how particular the mom was about her parlor and the kids were not allowed in, this, in the living room. They weren't allowed in the sitting room. Do you remember what dinner time was like in that book? Children are to be seen and not heard. You've been around our tables. Our children are both seen and heard. But around the table, when you hear the kids talking, we've joked about that. You know, listen, they're all talking at one time, and then I'll, you know, lose my temper and, hey, like I've done so many times. And one will start talking, and then the other one will start up again. And I'm not able to listen intently to either one. And so I tune both out. And as a dad, that's a fault, and I need to work on that. But as a child of God, how much other distracted noise have I added to the room to stop me from being able to listen intently to the Spirit? You'll hear a voice behind me saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. If I'm looking for a path in the desert, I better be quiet enough to get the directions. Maybe the other analogy is on the GPS, right? How many of us have the GPS still talking to us? Or do you just turn the, turn the noise off and just try to watch the screen? Well, that's only as good as you are at paying attention to it. And in our distracted room or car as we're driving, often I miss what the next thing's supposed to be. I think I know what the, the path is. In my spiritual life, God gives me the first little direction and says, at that stoplight, take a left. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know where we're going. Little did I know that he had some other path planned for me. And next thing I know, I'm off in the distance somewhere going, oh, let me backtrack to see where he wanted me. Listening intently. Following with a focus. That same analogy of watching the GPS. If, if, if I can take so much confidence and trust in that little machine that's supposed to tell me where I'm supposed to go to a place I've been before, why would I not place the same trust and confidence and focus on the direction that the Lord would give me? Is my morning time with him a, all right, Lord, 
let's, let's get this over with quickly because now I have to go put food on my table. Or am I understanding that the bread that I need for the day is not what I'm going to be putting on the table that evening, but what I'm going to be investing in myself, in my family, in my church family, for the balance of my day. And maybe the last one, the, the thought that came to mind was trusting completely. We, we, say, we, we say we trust God. And, and certainly we do. But we have those moments, I have those moments for sure, that I want to know, I want to know more detailed how that trust is going to be exercised. I want to know more details of the story right from the beginning. I don't like resting in a questionable place, in a place of questioning, not in a questionable place. The path through the desert, we, we may not, we can't see it. We don't know how it's, how it's supposed to unfold. But we're going to trust that God's going to take us through. And maybe that's the, the spot where we need to be careful about forgetting. You know, all of these verses that we read this morning talk about forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward or forgetting the old things. I don't disagree with Scripture, but I think in the proper perspective, we have to remember. We have to remember Ebenezer's and look back at those. We need to see the, the thread of our lives that, that has brought us to this point. We don't have to remember... We need to remember those things and put in proper perspective and appreciate adequately, that's still bad English, the experiences we've made because they are the building blocks and stepping stones that take us to the next spot. They're the things that we're going to share, that I'm going to share with my kids. We went, I don't know, I'm in the story mode today. Went ice skating this past Monday night downtown. Um, none of the kids had gone ice skating before. And when we were little, we, we had done that quite often. I, we had our own skates. and um, So I kind of prided myself on a, being a fairly good skater. It's been a long time since I went ice skating um, to the point where my skates were so rusty in the garage, I didn't even venture to get, get them out. I just rented. Before we even hit the ice, before we even got to the ice, I was exhausted from lacing up other kids' skates and carrying, just, I was exhausted. And I had told all the kids beforehand, I said, I just prepared them, I said, you are going to fall. You are absolutely going to fall. Just get it out of your head that this is not going to happen. You're going to fall. And they're like, well, why, why, why are we going to fall? Because I've done this a lot of times, and I fell and fall a lot. We got to the rink. One kid fell a lot. But he did it with a smile every time. I almost felt like the prep of you're going to fall, and the fact that he did, well, now you know it's 50-50 as to which one it was, right? He, he was happy as a clam. They have a new thing at the skating rink. They have these, like, walkers. These slide-around walkers that you can give the kids. They don't fall when they have a walker. And so they're looking at me. When, as we're leaving, after we had a, a great evening, a nice time, as we're walking, around, walking back, the kids 
the two littlest ones, are heckling me because they didn't fall. And they said, Dad, you said we we're going to fall. You're, you're, and I'm thinking to myself, like, here, I'm trying to teach them a lesson. I was trying to prepare them, trying to share from my experience what they were going to experience, and they didn't get the same experience. And I was a little annoyed by that, but in, in looking back at it now and thinking about it, I'm so thankful that I shared just that little, it's a silly thing. It was a completely silly experience to, to share, and even to share it this morning. But it gave them some idea of what to expect. Even if they didn't have it happen to them exactly the same way, it was enough of an experience that it was something that they could be warned about in a much more serious note, or on a much more serious note. That's the kind of thing that we need as a family of faith to share with each other. My experience with my kids might not be exactly the same as yours, but I want to hear what those experiences have been. Your experience in a business environment, in a hospital environment, in an education environment, may not be exactly the same experiences that I'm going to make, Tim's going to make, Matt or Brian's going to make, but we're going to make something similar. And if we can bring the knowledge and the experience and the wealth of learning that we've all gathered through the years and share that, it's not only going to make us more effective in our individual walks, but I believe it's going to bring us together. And so I pray that maybe in this coming year as we, we say, oh, things will get back to normal. No, we have no idea what normal is anymore, and that's, and that's fine. What we do know is that we can trust our Heavenly Father in any circumstance that comes our way that we need to follow his direction by listening intently and being obedient to what he lays before us. And that as we do that together and as we, we, we navigate what might uh, lie in our path or, or come in our path before us, be so thankful that in being able to trust him, that we can rely on him and rely on one another to be the best, maybe I just use it that way, the best tools and most effective tools in his hand. And pray that the, the coming year would truly be a blessing and a time of growth for all of us. May the Lord bless these words.